Hello and welcome to the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our socials and Discord. Happy listening. I think that I would consider myself to be an old soul. Yes. I am just an old person. You say old people slang. You say, like, phrases that haven't been uttered in 80 years. (laughs) And, uh, like, amongst a a bigger list of old person traits. I oddly find myself having effortless conversations with the older generations than I do my own generation. I find that I bond easier with older people and I connect more with them. And it's not even just old older people. It's, like, geriatric old people. (laughs) Just older than old went to school with Jesus. And you get along with them. Well, they always have such like interesting stories. Like you have the odd one, especially where I work. You'll get the odd older person that goes on and on and they just seem lonely. And so you feel bad because it's like you're just so lonely and you need someone to talk to. So I'll talk to you. At least you're not being rude. Sometimes they can be rude and then it's like, okay, bonding time is over. Get out of here, Muriel. (laughs) But I also feel like they do things that I would accidentally do. But for me, it's just because I get to be such an anxious wreck that I can't function out in public. (laughs) Whereas them, they just don't understand the situation. So we were in the McDonald's drive-thru and they have the double lanes now, right? Yeah. And always before you get to where you're ordering, there is the, the screen with like the menu so that while you're waiting for the person ahead of you, you can see a screen and kind of decide or maybe change your mind or have something added on like well i came here for a big mac but now i saw that ice cream so i'm getting an ice cream as well as my big mac right (laughs) it's just a way to get you and so anyway we pull up into the one lane and there was already an older lady in the first lane and we were it that's all the people that were there and she's just like yelling out the window at the screen not at not the speaker box. Not the speaker The screen box. before it. Yeah. And she's just like yelling her order out to a screen and that's it. And then I'm just like, what is she? Surely she doesn't think that that's where she orders, right? Like she's going to realize that no one's responding to her and pull up and be like, oh yeah, this is where I order. But she just flies through <laughs> and just completely skips the ordering screen. And we... Like, good thing you were ordering because I could not stop laughing. Every single time I looked ahead and saw her in the car, I just was laughing because I thought, what a sweet, stupid thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I pulled myself together long enough to say two lattes. And then I lost it. Like, I was, it was, it was one of the... The funniest things, and we always hate to laugh at other people's expenses, Mm -hmm. but like what a harmless thing. It's just like mistaking which sign is (laughs) the actual speaker box. I could see myself doing that, though. I could see yourself doing that, too. (laughs) If I was in such a panic and like I didn't know what to order, I would forget which screen I was at, and I would probably start ordering at the wrong screen. (laughs) I would. And the worst part is that I know better. Like, I am familiar with technology. She's not. (laughs) 
We like talking about movies and TV or TV and movies cause we're the bee's knees, oh yeah. To start things off, our new-ish weekly tradition of rolling the dice. Rolling it around a little extra just for the audio texture. 17! Woohoo! That's a good one. Okay, so I don't know if you heard or saw any of this online. Um, Marvel, mm-hmm. quite big right now. Quite. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's been quite big for like a decade or more. But we've all seen some of the Phase 4 stuff. Um, particularly She-Hulk. The trailer was a little lackluster in the CG department. Mm-hmm. Um, some transitions in Moon Knight. Some bits in Miss Marvel. Even some of the movies that have come out, like Doctor Strange's Third Eye, looked yeah. pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the CG community, as like the the people who actually do the CG, yeah, are just blasting Marvel for being the worst to work with. Mm. Apparently, they're overworked, like given insane deadlines, and like I love how much Marvel stuff is coming out. Yeah, but when I I read these articles and like see people making videos and stuff. I'd be okay with half the content so that they could work a reasonable pace to yeah. make better CG. Yeah, the quality to get the quality there. Yeah, because I mean, we've kind of talked about like kind of our content overload mm-hmm. lately. And I mean, it, it kind of is never ending. There's. Marvel show, maybe two weeks off, and then Marvel show, then two weeks off, and then Marvel show. Yeah. While there are movies interspersed with that, would it be so bad if, like, it is the middle of the year, Mm -hmm. and how many shows have we had so far? I don't know. Like, a significant amount. A handful. What if we cut that in half? We would still have a ton of Marvel content between the movies and the TV shows. Yeah. Then all these people who are working their butts off to make good CG and have reasonable workloads could be happy. Because I imagine it's a pretty big dream to work for Marvel. Probably. Like once I feel like if you if you get a job there, you feel like you've made it in a sense. Yeah. But then if you're treated like crap then that's not really worth it. It's just, you've raised my dreams and then dashed them quite excellently. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, and once you've worked for them, really, you have that on your resume, you could, in theory, get hired by any studio at this point. Yeah. Like, so why wouldn't they have more incentive to treat their staff properly so as to not lose them to like dreamworks yeah i don't know and i mean it's it's funny because with thor ragnarok ragnarok love and thunder (laughs) coming out um unfortunately we haven't seen it yet but um all of the like the press tour stuff Mm -hmm. uh taika waititi and tessa thompson did a you know how like vanity fair has like here's this screen with this one scene and you kind of walk through it okay well, they were going through one, and Korg was in it, and he is blue. I know. And they were kind of going off, and I've seen so many articles where it's like, Tessa Thompson calls out Taika Waititi, and it's like, Taika Waititi didn't do this. 
that the Marvel studio did by putting the CG teams under so much pressure and such tight deadlines. Apparently, in the movie, there's different scenes where he's gray and different scenes where he's blue. Right. Because just the CG teams weren't working together, were told... Different things, or maybe a lack of communication altogether. Yeah. So it's like, even in the movies... There are things falling through the cracks. See, I feel like this is just a classic story of corporate greed where people at the top who don't actually do any of this sort of work to understand how long it takes and how tedious of a job it is, is just like the more we put out, the quicker we put it out, the more money we make back. Because it doesn't matter if it's half the quality because we still have this enormous fan base yeah, and we're still making the exactly. money. Exactly. With how many people just like stampede to go watch Marvel movies mm-hmm. because it's kind of been the thing to do for the last, what, 12, 13 years? Yeah. Like you just, everybody goes. Yeah. Several times. If they start making subpar things, I doubt it, they're going to see a big dip in profits. No. So it's like... It reminds me of when Drake made a couple really good albums off the bat. Yeah. And then he got lazy and made some shit music. I mean, that's how it is for a lot of artists. Absolutely. Like, and it just sucks when, like, it's the main superhero franchise falling into that same downfall. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's hard for the artists working in this, like in the CG area, because I feel like when you, when you're working on something, you want to do a good job. You want to be proud of it. You want to show your friends and family, like, look at this thing that I made. I'm so happy with it. But when they're so rushed and overworked, I bet by the end of it, they're just like, I don't even care. Like F this. I'm not telling any of my friends or like family that I did that because one I'm not really happy with it because I was rushed and two my experience in doing it was so crappy that I don't even want to be associated with it imagine they're at like a family reunion and it's like hey Jimmy I heard you were working on love and thunder what was up with Korg and it's like he's the guy who did it he's like I don't know. That was totally Steve it's that like, did Korg. Just don't Steve, even talk to me about this. <laughs> Steve was responsible for Korg. <laughs> you you remember that good scene? And then they would name like, oh yeah, the one that looked really good. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I feel like for them at family functions, you know how there's like the the running joke that you know family f- always brings up like politics, like very controversial topics. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the one topic that's like don't bring it up. Just just. Just don't even mention it. Or it's like they do and it's like, so how about politics? <laughs> Bring up something controversial instead. Well, that's too bad. That's not that's not nice to hear. Yeah. Surprisingly, with our like content overload as far as like viewing purposes. Yep. 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 There's like Captain Marvel out. Not Captain Marvel. Is it? What is it? Miss Marvel. Ms. Marvel. <laughs> Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel is out. And we haven't really talked about that. And I think the last few episodes we have put out there have not been Marvel related at all. Yeah. And I think that today is the same situation. (laughs) That whole CG thing is as far as our Marvel (laughs) conversation is going to go. Because we have been watching 
Murders in the Building came out, season two, a new a new kind of story, murder to figure out. Yeah, I mean, it's still a murder in the building. Yeah, a new murder in the building. And um, we've watched the finale of The Boys. Uh, yeah. So first with Murders in the Building, I'm... I don't know what to think. They really kind of threw me for a loop here because but at the end of season one, I thought, oh, there's like three people that for sure are on my suspect list that had to have done it. And in season two, there's been like no mention of them whatsoever. <laughs> and there's so many new characters and it seems like they're just taking in a completely different direction. I have no idea where to even start looking yeah well it at the end of season one we kind of crafted our theories over who it could be out of who was there at the moment Mm -hmm. which i suppose is a reasonable thing but obviously they're going to introduce a bunch of new characters for the new season or else it gets stale yeah so the fact that they've kind of thrown us for a loop and it's like, oh, here are all these other people who have motives. Yeah. Who it could be. But the fact, like, I would have expected that, yeah. But the fact that none, not even one of the three people that we figured had a motive to do it. Have even been mentioned. Yeah. And I always forget their names, except for Mabel's. There is Brazos. Yeah. I don't know where this character's real name is. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Brazos. Okay. Anyway, the other one. Um, Oliver. Oliver Putnam. Right. So at the end of season one, I thought maybe his son had done it, and I thought that his motive was that he wanted it to look like Mabel had done it, so that he could get Mabel out of the picture because there was some saltiness there from their childhood. As well as maybe some jealousy that his dad was investing so much time that he never invested in him. I forgot that like he was kind of loosely in it and then it hinted that he knew Mabel growing up. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking he was the superintendent's kid that she dated. No. But like I just had that mixed up in my head. But yeah, Yeah. his kid who it's just like kind of new. Oliver always goes to him for money and he cut him off. Yep. And so it's like all he did was go to his son for money and then he sees him and Mabel hanging out and him like actually having a relationship. So that's got to not be nice to see. Also, he's a vet. So if someone was going to poison a dog and know how much to give said dog without killing the dog, you would think maybe the vet, right? Oh, it's like the firefighters that start the fire so that they look like heroes. Yeah. Also, Amy Schumer is Ugh. in this season. I know we both don't How like How on earth does she keep getting work? I don't know. She is the worst <laughs> comedian. Heavily air quoted comedian. <laughs> like she's such a hack. She steals jokes. She's not funny. She's very just obnoxious. But anyway, she's in it. And the only reason I bring her up is because the only one thing that she said that was actually useful was that she brought up the dog getting poisoned. And Oliver's face, it was like he kind of forgot that that was never resolved. They never found (laughs) out who did that. Because I'm going to call her Holly because I forget her name and she played Holly in The Office, the real killer. Mm. She never admitted to anything with the dog. Jan, yes. 
her name is Michael Scott's other girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we remember things. Anyway. <laughs> so she was pretty open in her in her scheme mm-hmm. in the end. And I feel like had she poisoned the dog, she would have said it. So Amy Schumer brings up that, oh, did you ever find out who poisoned the dog? And Oliver's just kind of like, huh. No, we haven't. So the vet is still on the table for me, even though he has not been in it at all. Just because of that one line within the first five minutes of episode one. (laughs) Yeah, but it was said by Amy Schumer, so I don't give a shit. Immediately discredited. (laughs) (laughs) Discredit everything she says. Gosh, it's awful. You know, is it... As soon as I saw her, I was like, I swear, if she is a big part of the season, I'm out. I am not watching it. So her whole character arc in this is that she's obsessed with Brazos and Jan and that whole thing. And she's pretending to be his lover, Jan, who's crazy murderer person. Mm-hmm. And so that's her whole like shtick in and this. She like wants to get the rights to sell to Netflix or something. Yeah, to sell the she wants to have properties or something to set, make a show of the I don't know. She wants to make money off of their podcast somehow. And, but like, is it a possibility that maybe she is it is the killer because she was trying to be Jan and she that was like her way of getting in character and also like inserting herself into the situation? Listen. I feel like it's a bit of a stretch, but maybe. I hope it's a lot of a stretch. <laughs> if she comes in as the murderer... You're done. I'm done. If she is any (laughs) important part of the story, I am done. Okay. And like, okay, I I get she didn't write her part or her character's motivations. Maybe she did. Maybe she did, which would make it worse. But how hacky is it in a TV show about a podcast Mm -hmm. about murders and murder mystery and stuff? Yeah. Have a character... That wants to make a TV show about the podcast in this TV show. It's very... Is this meta? It, yeah, but like in a not fun way. Okay. So yeah, not big fans of Amy Schumer. The other person <laughs> that we were kind of wondering if it could have been was Tina Fey's character. Yeah, because I mean, she was kind of feeling like, okay they maybe do have a good podcast thing going here and i'm supposed to be yeah i'm supposed to be the queen of true crime podcasts so what if i make my own podcast about them after i frame them for doing this murder so that i can have a cool way of stealing their idea (laughs) but besides like the end of her making like only murderers in the building I haven't, we haven't seen her in season two. She maybe did a little bit of voiceover in the first episode. Maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, I feel like all of the old characters, that's just kind of been it. And then the rest has been focusing on introducing new characters or probably just more relevant characters. Maybe. It's weird that the cat guys. I love the cat guy. Like, he's not a bad character. It's just like, why is he... Why is he still here and so relevant? <laughs> because him and Bunny had a lot to do with each other, and Bunny is the newest victim, so Cat Guy is involved. What do you think of all the backstory of, that Bunny's getting, where it's like, 
She's just kind of like depressing. She's very depressed. Well, what did you expect? She's a lonely lady who's just looked after a building her whole life. And that's all she has. Like what? I don't know what you expected from her she- to have some sort of family somewhere. <laughs> Like she needs a hobby. I feel like if she had some family somewhere that she just didn't that didn't visit her or anything, that might have made it even more sad. Could you imagine being that waiter that Who just got like, all that money? They got so much money just because he gives her like pancakes. Well, she's been going there for years. They have a relationship, like probably one of her only friends. Depressing. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody said that it wasn't going to be depressing. I mean, she got murdered. <laughs> Um, what do you think of the new characters? Like the biggest new character that's not Amy Schumer is the new, I don't know, building manager, the like the pregnant yeah. boss bitch girl. Yeah. What do you think of her as a prospect murderer? I don't think so at all. I know that's, they're kind of, I think her name's Nina. I know that they're leaning into her as an as a potential suspect. One, it's too early in the show for that to actually be taken seriously. And two, what about the painting? The painting is a huge factor in fucking with Mabel and the old guys. So it's like the murderer ha- had some significance to the painting, knew the painting, knew the history of the painting. Mm-hmm. Nina doesn't seem to give a shit at all about the painting or know anything about the painting. So that immediately tells me that she's not the murderer. Plus, she's just kind of like an aggressive, like I said, boss bitch. Yeah. And it's like, but she's also pregnant. What kind of a, like, she seems to be like kind of conniving. Yeah. But intelligent. You Very, yeah. What kind of an intelligent person is going to murder somebody while you're about to give birth yeah it's like, oh, i'm gonna be in prison while my kid that like that's a cruel way to end a season not even not even just like being in prison when you're about to give birth but also just the physical like bunny was a big lady <laughs> and yeah. to be that pregnant and to murder someone that's a pretty physically strenuous activity i would say yeah. So, yeah, she's off the table for me. I didn't even consider it even when they said, we need to look at Nina. I'm just like, nah, that's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think that it is either a group effort to, like, a group of people who had some sort of beef with Bunny mm-hmm. that we don't know about yet. Because that's usually how it goes. It's just, like, all this speculation then things get more clear and then the finally like, ah or what if it is the only murderers fan club maybe again they would have to know about the painting which charles didn't even know about the painting but when you think of like marvel and all that they like the actors in that people become obsessed with them and learn everything about them and go too far i guess what they have like five fans yeah but i mean those five fans also loved to hang out at the building yeah and got kicked out by bunny all the time and bunny was antagonizing like get the hell out of here you don't have permits for all this stuff but like what if it's one of them who is way too obsessed with them Mm -hmm. and then is like 
here, we'll help you out because she's against you and your podcast. Maybe. I mean, I'm not going to immediately rule it out, but I am not really convinced. Yeah, me neither. The other, the <laughs> other theory I have right now, which doesn't include anyone specific because I don't think that they have been introduced yet, uh-huh. but I think it's going to have something to do with Charles's father's affairs mm. because remember Bunny could be a potential half sister. Oh, <laughs> drama. I wonder if Charles is also being hunted. Like what if what if Charles's dad isn't dead and he has like a huge estate? That painting was worth how many millions of dollars? At, at least two. And maybe he's on his deathbed and he has other love children out there. And one of the other half-siblings is killing off all the other half-siblings to get the estate. (laughs) I love that. If that's not what happens, we need to get a hold of them and get you into the writer's room. (laughs) Because that's... If it's not that, yours is better. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, we'll see. We've seen three episodes. Episode four is coming out, I guess, today. Um, <laughs> when the podcast is released. So we'll have to find out more. And if you're watching Only Murders in the Building, make sure that you keep up with our theories and also share your theories in the Discord. Yeah, get in there and tell us. If you have a theory that can top Brittany's half-siblings murdering for inheritance theory, like, I'll... I'll fight for you to be in the writer's room too. (laughs) And then like for the only show that has more murders than the show that is titled murders in a building. um, We also watched the finale of the boys. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. I am. I'm disappointed in this finale. It was not, not what I was expecting it to be or hoping it to be. Yeah. That's pretty much the general consensus that I've seen online. I've seen a lot of Herogasm was better than the finale was, and I and don't disagree. It was also a letdown, though. It was a, only a letdown because of how much hype it got. And so given the type of show it is and given the graphic themes that is usually involved in it, I feel that it wasn't hard for them to raise the bar really high in our expectations. Yeah. To not meet up to it because I thought, okay, if this is something so bad that even some of the actors won't watch it and some of the graphic content we've already seen, this must be like so horrific that I don't even know how it's allowed on TV. And it wasn't that bad comparatively to what we've yeah. seen. Like, yeah, if it was if it was something in Marvel, that would be like so unbelievably shocking. <laughs> But because it was the boys, it was just like, oh, this is just very on par with the boys. When you start your season with a guy going into a dick hole, then blowing it up. Yeah. You've got to escalate it. I I kind of am happy that they didn't because (laughs) I will forever be traumatized by that scene. And the fact that that was a practical set. Yeah. There was a man actually crawling into a giant sized dick hole. I would have. Can you imagine the team that had to build that? No. Like the paint. The paint department. <laughs> Make sure you get all all the little ridges on the head. Did you paint that vein correctly? <laughs> anyway, um, I found the whole season to be 
kind of a letdown. Not just the finale. Yeah, I, like there there were moments that were genuinely really good, mm-hmm. but a lot of it was, I guess, just like a setup for all these bigger and better things that they were hyping up, just to not really perform as well as they wanted to. The the season felt too short. Like, it felt that it ended very abruptly, and it kind of left me feeling that there wasn't a purpose to this season. Yeah, and a lot of the characters that had development moments or their own little things, it was really, like, forced in there. Mm -hmm. The biggest I can think of is Black Noir. Yeah. He went, like... Soldier Boy came in and he was scared, so he ran away. Yeah. And then, like, the next episode, he has, like, a five-minute thing where he's in, like, a... An old, like, like bar Chuck E. Cheese's or something. Yeah. And all these little cartoons are in his head. And that's a new development. Yeah. That's just, like, he lives life with these little companions. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a fun quirk and, like cool to like show us more of yeah. that show us him living with that well and it's like it's implied that he has lived with them his whole life yeah because when he goes he puts the food stuff into the dish and it's just a pile of moldy food well and they also are bringing up memories from when he was a boy true to him be like remember that time that this happened and it's something that like maybe a 10 year old would experience yeah and yeah, like that's a character development last season or like the first time we see Noir, he's scary as shit. Like yeah. he kicks the shit out of Kamiko, remember that? Oh, and yeah. leaves her in that alley for dead and then she just like slowly like cracks herself back together <laughs> she because the she's Chrissy Crinkle. Yeah. Only reverse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and he's so intimidating and terrifying. What about that time that he went after Butcher and M.M. and them in that in that, in that house? house, in the basement and stuff? Yeah. And again, it's just like, shit, Noir is coming from that for them? Dang, how are they going to get out of this? And this whole season, we saw, like, we got to see this softer side of him, but kind of out of nowhere. Out no of nowhere, explanation. no context. Yeah. And then he's killed so easily. Yeah, and I don't mind that interaction with him and Homelander Mm -hmm. and how it played out. But we needed something between him meeting all, like us meeting all of these things in his head. Yeah. And then him dying. Because it seems like they just did it for a joke. Honestly, he needed more scenes with Homelander too. Because I understand the impact of, like, Noir was really the only one that would just hands down do anything that homelander wanted and was there for him and was loyal to him and everything that he wanted in a team he had a noir except for that one whole keeping the secret thing from him yeah but i would have liked to see more than that like he was used a lot as like homelander's dog in a sense just go kill this thing go kill that thing handle this problem handle that problem and he'd do it But it's like, show us some more of like behind the scenes or maybe give us some flashbacks of 
early Homelander and Noir and maybe Noir mentored him a little bit or something like give us more depth to the strength of that relationship why was Noir so loyal to Homelander when he couldn't be that loyal to Soldier Boy we saw that Soldier Boy was awful to his team tell me how Homelander isn't also awful to his team why what's the difference between the two that Noir saw that we aren't seeing that would have made his death so much better yeah, way more impactful. Yeah. Yeah, I I did really enjoy the like I half really enjoyed the final confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um the soldier boy half. At the beginning when him and Homelander are talking. Yeah. And he's just doing like the maybe if I had a race you you'd have been right. Mm-hmm. But instead you're weak, you're pathetic. Yeah. And it's just like but I'm like but I'm you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking disappointment. That was great. Mm-hmm. Jensen Ackles, the character, I don't think really had a point other than being this secret weapon. Yeah. And just to be there to constantly antagonize the group. Right. But he did it well. Yeah. And the that line and when he was talking about how he his father always found him, told him he was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. That when he got the like the super abilities he cheated it yeah like that that made you feel something mm-hmm. and to contrast it to the rest of the season rush didn't give a shit it's just like okay there's soldier boy yeah we're supposed to care about him so i guess i'll follow along yeah yeah that's pretty much the whole that's the way i felt about the whole season it seemed like one there was a lot of split up happening which i guess is like a a trend in shows this year like we had that in stranger things where there's like three different stories going on in this there's three different stories going on like you have your your frankie or your frankie frenchie and kamiko story (laughs) frankie and kim (laughs) happening and they're doing their thing wanting to break free and not be monsters then you've got like starlight and huey and that whole mess. And then you've got Mother's Milk doing his thing and his contrast with Butcher. And and it just, there's just, they all seem to want different things this season. And they didn't work well as a team, even in the final fight. Like, yeah. there were so many of them against two, three maybe, if you count the kid, yeah. Ryan. Like, if you yeah. count him threats against all these super people and these this team that have taken down super people for a living and they're <laughs> struggling so much here yeah that's that's another one of my biggest gripes homelander and queen Maeve were having a fight mm-hmm. they are two of the strongest people yeah and like i saw a thing that was like homelander was like going at it and there's no way he's holding back right because she's trying to keep him from saving ryan mm-hmm and for some reason, he's actually being a good, he's a bad guy, but he's being a good dad. Right. In this instance. Mm-hmm. And there's no way he's holding back. And she's still fighting. Yeah, she loses an eye, but she's still fighting and she's kicking the, kicking the shit out of him. Yeah. They're, they're restricted to this one little office. Like she punches a shelf. She, they throw each other around. But really, they're just like standing in a room fighting. Yeah. I kind of expected it to be a little more grandiose. Yeah. 
the soldier boy fight i thought was all right um it did give us probably the only character with a good story arc in this season which was huey yeah because he went from like working with newman to finding out he didn't know shit yeah feeling weak and powerless couldn't do anything about it yeah getting the temporary v getting hooked on it being like i need to be stronger so i can save you yeah to the turnaround of butcher save me i we need to save him despite the fact that he doesn't deserve it mm-hmm. because he has he had that good in him and then he had that final moment that was do i take this v and go and help or do i support without that mm-hmm. and he had that like well if i help this one time i'll die and then i will be no help to anybody ever again right and he just turned up the lights and starlight got i know and that was another thing i saw a lot of about starlight is that all throughout this season she's been very like eye threatening like she'll make her eyes go all glowy but then she doesn't do anything i'm gonna do it no i'm gonna do it no i'm gonna do it and and it just when she actually did it yeah yeah she's levitating and stuff but it was still pretty underwhelming. It, yeah, it, it threw him back against a wall and yeah. then he got up. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so scary. Yeah. Um, in season one, I believe it was, when she went and saved Huey when Homelander was there or something. Yeah, in like when they're trying to escape. Yeah. That was so much more just like, oh, wow, she kicks ass than this was. All through this season, I'm just like, why is starlight not fighting like yeah i feel like when you have these soups that are all very powerful in order to do anything to each other they need to give their biggest move Mm -hmm. so they don't do anything except for their biggest move soldier boy was always just about his big cannon yeah until that final fight where he was like you know actually doing his super soldier thing starlight is all she just floated and let off one big blast whereas in other seasons where she's fighting people yeah yeah it's not as big of a power move but all the intricacy of like crowd control and like Mm -hmm. managing your surroundings and protecting people it looks a lot more impressive right than just one big blast and then i'm done well i'm sorry i still don't see her as impressive as Maeve is absolutely and the way Maeve says like the whole basically like I jumped so you could fly kind of thing there's like passing on the torch yeah it's like she's she can't like isn't it like the first scene that she's in where there's like the I think it might have even been in a trailer for the show where there's a bus, like an armored vehicle going towards some kids. Yeah. And she steps in front of it and it splits. Yeah. And then as she's going through this wreckage, she grabs the guy from the back. Yeah. And like, what a badass scene. Mm-hmm. But again, because those are just regular people in a vehicle. She's not going to have such a outward expression of her toughness against Homelander because he's tougher. He's well, yeah, I know, but I'm what I'm saying is that Maeve still 
is a more impressive hero than Starlight is, but yes. they're kind of setting it up like <laughs> like Starlight is going to carry the torch that Maeve once did. I guess if you look at it strictly from a public figure standpoint. Yeah. As far as actual like powerful abilities go, I still think that Maeve is more impressive. Way more. I I would love to see them fight. <laughs> because I can just imagine that Starlight would maybe last like a minute. Yeah. And then finally like again i don't feel like anything was resolved by that fight except for that they were able to capture soldier boy and put him asleep again yeah and so it's like okay so we introduced this threat to just put it back to sleep except for now he's in the u.s instead of russia so it's like okay i i still just feel like the whole thing was kind of a waste of a season and maybe if we had had more episodes it would have felt like he served more of a purpose but I didn't even feel like he came really that close to even taking out Homelander, which was no. the whole goal of getting him in the first place. So it's like the whole reason that we went on that mission to get Soldier Boy feels like it didn't even come close to fulfilling the purpose. Yeah. And I feel like I had the same issue with Stranger Things because they were all so separate. We took so much time figuring out where everyone is at Mm -hmm. that we didn't get like in stranger things they didn't come together until the last scene after the final fight right in this they came together in the last scene after the final fight and it's it's just disappointing because we wasted so much time dealing with everybody's shit Mm -hmm. that we didn't get to see them come together and fight yeah and so then the season really ended us with ryan in homelander's care and looking sadistic as fuck as he smiles after homelander blows up that guy's head and he's got a crowd cheering for him as if that wasn't yeah mm's insane mm's kid's stepdad yeah oh and we've said throughout the season that guy's messed up and it's not just because he likes homelander like yeah a lot of people like homelander they don't understand how insane he is and how dangerous he is but then as those things come to light and he starts losing followers the only people that remain are the crazy ones yeah and he was still there so it's like it's also so concerning the fact that he is in a relationship with a black woman and has a black daughter and it's like, yeah, this guy has not done anything. He thinks of him as superior to everybody, especially, but especially yeah, when like, race comes into question. Because all those people are like the, the home front people. Mm-hmm. And what are they? Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm really worried for MM's family moving into the next yeah. season. And we also were left with Butcher being diagnosed with something because of all the V he took. Being diagnosed with death. Yeah. So he's going to die, supposedly, in the next few months. Yeah. And uh, he's not telling anyone. What do you think he's actually going to do? I'm guessing that he is going to get his hands on some permanent V. Mm. And uh, 
that's going to heal him of the damages of his temp V, and then he'll still get that, like, in order to defeat them, I have to become them kind of mentality. Yeah, and it'll be like, that was punishing me, but it was killing me. If I take the real stuff, it will punish me forever. Right. So I feel yeah. like that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like, like you said, this season was too short. There was a lot of stuff left out. There was a lot of stuff not really addressed. And I just, I just feel overall let down to the point where I'm not even thinking about next season. Mm. Because when it comes out, I'll watch it. But this dropped my expectations a lot. Right. Well, and the season set up a lot of things for the characters moving forward, but not even so much in like a cliffhanger way that would leave you like, oh, what's going to happen? Like we have A-Train, his brother basically disowned him, doesn't want anything to do with him. So he has no family. He has the heart of a racist, arrogant SOB that he murdered and that paralyzed his brother so that he could run again. But that's it. Ashley is like almost completely bald. (laughs) And Deep killed the senator or whatever. The vice president-elect so that Newman could be in there. Could be there. And he is in a divorce or something. And his wife is going out about surviving the Deep and talking about how he's not who everybody thinks he is. And I don't know, maybe she's going to out him for screwing an octopus I don't know how, like, <laughs> PETA's going to feel about bestiality. Love is love, man. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it by the looks of it, he, it was consensual. Still disturbing. If anybody could reasonably fuck an octopus, <laughs> the guy that talks to fish. So gross. Aquaman knows about it. <laughs> But, like, those are things that you they don't leave you really wanting more. No. It wasn't the same as finding out who the head popper was. It wasn't the same as, like, any of the other cliffhangers we've had. Yeah, the, the only thing that I liked about, like, the culmination of the ending was the parallel. Last season, Butcher took Ryan and walked right around Homelander because Homelander was beat. Right. And then in this season, Homelander took Ryan and walked right around Butcher and just left. And honestly, at this point, Ryan is a lost cause. Yeah. Like, he, everything that Becca didn't want him to be, he now is. There's no way he won't be. Yeah. I mean, he's just a a dumb, sad kid with a lot of power. And it's all Butcher's fault. Yeah. Like, he's, that also pissed me off in this. Just to just keep adding fuel to the fire. (sighs) When he was like, I'm going to protect him by pushing him away. Like, he's a kid and he already blames himself. And you just affirmed that in him. That he's like a monster who killed his mom. Like, what the fuck? You can push him away in other ways. Just don't go visit him anymore. Right? You don't have to emotionally damage him by saying such awful things to him. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up, Butcher. And, uh gonna be great to see him uh face the consequences of his own actions um so if you guys have any theories on only murders in the building 
let us know on Instagram and Discord, and then answer me this question. If you were given Compound V and had a superpower, what superpower would you want? I'd go with the superpower of having anything that I wanted be right into my pocket. Interesting. Need five dollars? It's in my pocket. Gluttonous of you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that mine would be, I was thinking about this recently, so I have a good one, I think. Um, I would like the ability to be unrecognizable. Mm. So kind of similar to the invisible power. Yep. But I still want to be visible. It's just people can see me, but I'm just not recognizable to them. Oh, so when we're out and about walking around. And you, you see have, someone you know. You don't have that awkward, like, that person just recognized me, but I hope yeah. they don't come up to me. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's that person that we, that we, like, we follow each other on social media. And, like, I haven't spoken to them since grade nine. But am I supposed to wave or do I just pretend, like, we didn't see each other? I wouldn't have that problem. I would just be out in public minding my own business and no one would have a clue who I was but I could still interact with people if I wanted I could still you know go and order a coffee and it'd be fine it's not the same as invisible but kind of (laughs) (laughs) we'd call you the kind of invisible girl let us know Instagram discord you know where to find the link Thank you so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. Please, if you haven't already, download this episode as well as recommend us to a friend. And we will talk to you next week.